Welcome to HSBC Global Viewpoint, the podcast series that brings together business leaders and industry experts to explore the latest global insights, trends, and opportunities. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes. Thanks for listening, and now on to today's show. This podcast was recorded on the 4th of January 2024 by HSBC Global Research. All the disclosures and disclaimers associated with it must be viewed on the link attached to your media player. You can follow this weekly podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for The Macro Brief. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to The Macro Brief. I'm your host, Peter Stegall in London. 2024 is set to be an eventful year for the global economy. Inflation may have slowed by more than expected over the past few months and the aggressive policy tightening employed by the major central banks appears to be over. But keeping inflation on a steady downwards trajectory is not going to get any easier, with geopolitical shifts and countless elections posing further risks to what is an already complicated picture. So, to discuss the outlook for the year ahead, I'm joined by our Global Chief Economist, Janet Henry. Janet, welcome. Thank you, Peter. So, Janet, what kind of shape is the world economy in as we head into 2024? Well, it's not actually as bad as many anticipated about a year ago, but it is quite uneven and a quite mixed picture. In fact, um, some of the recent growth numbers um, out of the US and China have not been as disappointing as many had anticipated. Um, but as we look at the year ahead, there's there's lots that are already quite um, unusual. You know, we have seen inflation fall, as you mentioned in your introduction, um, but we haven't seen a big rise in unemployment. And usually it's a, a rise in unemployment that leads a drop um, in inflation. Um, also, we know that the past impact of fiscal policy and what that meant for savings may not yet have run its course. We've got a lot of uncertainty regarding the China outlook and further policy stimulus measures that may be coming through there in the course of 2024. And central banks are watching because they know that monetary policy feeds through with a lag. And in many countries, we haven't seen the full impact of the interest rate rises that have already happened over the course of the last year. And there are also some uncertainties regarding the fiscal outlook. Um, it, It has hasn't been restrictive, even as monetary policy has. And let's not forget some enormous transformational shifts that really took a dramatic step forward over the course of the last year or more. So it's a very complex picture. And you called your report Navigating the Global Disorder. Uh, Striking title. And why was that? Well, it has become increasingly challenged. Um, Obviously, there are um, some significant conflicts um, underway in the world. And as we look at 2024, as has been widely reported, there are over 70 countries in the world that will be undergoing some kind of election. And that will have an impact um, on on policies. And in a world when we were already seeing growing signs of, of, of trade protectionism and different priorities by different governments in a whole number of other areas, um, that adds to the complexities in different influences of those factors on the outlook for growth and inflation. And of course, that uncertainty makes life much trickier for central banks. What are the key factors that policymakers will be looking at as they decide whether to hike or cut, in your view? Well, central banks, their task really is to to manage inflation. They need to deliver price stability over the medium term, which in most countries, certainly the advanced economies, is generally defined at around 2%. So their recent message from them has been in the last few months that they will be data 
dependent. Inflation, while it has surprised on the downside over the last few months, is still above 2%. They need to be sure that it does continue to move down towards their targets and hopefully stay in that broad range. And they'll hope to do that without a big rise in unemployment. So they'll be watching the labour market data and the inflation data in particular to decide when the time is right. And they know that there are risks. If they cut interest rates too soon, then inflation could actually reignite. If they leave it too late to cut interest rates, then actually they could deliver a harder landing. Not that that's a massive problem in itself, if that's what's needed to lower inflation. But if that hard landing resulted in inflation undershooting, their targets for a sustained period, then that would be a policy failure too. So risks on both sides and they're watching the data decide when they should start to move and then by how much. And so taking all of that into account, what's your forecast for the major central banks? What what do you see them doing in 2024? Well, certainly for the Fed and the ECB, we have them both starting to cut interest rates in June. Um, So a little bit later than is currently priced into financial markets. Um, And also for both central banks, we expect them to cut by 75 basis points in 2024 and another 75 basis points in 2025. So with all those risks in mind, what's your forecast for inflation? We expect inflation to fall further in the coming two years. It won't necessarily be a smooth path every single month, but we expect inflation to fall um, gradually towards those central bank targets, certainly not below 2% um, for any um, kind of period. So as far as our global inflation forecasts are concerned, um, we've actually lowered our forecast for 2024 from 3% to 2.8% for the advanced economies um, and from 7 to 7.8 for the emerging economies. And in 2025, for the advanced economies, we see inflation at 2.5, but for the emerging economies at 4.6%. And what about the outlook for growth? Well, the outlook for growth, our growth forecasts have changed um, even less. It's still a slowdown in 2024. We look for growth to slow from 2.7% in 2023 to 2.4% in 2024. And that's just 0.1% higher than we had previously. And a lot of that upward revision being driven um, by a small upgrade to the US. And in 2025, we look for some recovery to 2.6%. Um, So still below um, those kind of pre-pandemic kind of growth rates. Um, But I would highlight that for some of the emerging economies that are geopolitically well-placed and that have undergone a number of structural reforms and where their growth model um, suits with the future growth uh, inflation mix globally, we're actually looking for growth to be on a stronger growth path. So in a lot of our work, we've highlighted the likes of India, um, parts of uh, other parts of Asia, like Indonesia and Vietnam, as well as some economies like Brazil, for instance, which is coming off a lower base but is benefiting from some structural reforms, and parts of the Middle East like Saudi Arabia and the UAE. So all in all, 2024 sounds like it's going to be an eventful year. Would would you agree? Every year is eventful, but it is looking like this one will be a particularly eventful year simply by that broad array of elections that are underway. So um, obviously, when we think about election outcomes, we are thinking about what it means for fiscal policy, for tax changes, for spending changes. Um, But actually, um, remember, a lot of these elections, um, whether it's those that are happening in the US or quite likely the UK, um, as well as the likes of Taiwan, um, a lot of those elections 
decisions can also influence what happens to immigration policy and trade policy and um, energy policy as well as energy transition needs um, regarding climate change. So yes, um, very eventful year um, ahead, not just for central banks, um, but for politicians and for electorates. Janet, thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. Janet Henry there on the outlook for the global economy. If you'd like to know more, then please join us on our next Live Insights, taking place on the 19th of January at 3pm UK time, where Janet will be taking your questions on all things to do with the world economy. For more details, please contact askresearch at hsbc.com. Now, we may be only a few days into January, but our team are off to a busy start. Here's a flavour of some of the reports we've published this week. Wei-Shin Chan, head of ESG Research, says 2024 is going to be a waiting game when it comes to climate change, as key elections could shift climate ambition levels. Expect focus this year to be on the implementation of corporates' net-zero goals, climate finance, changes to electricity grids, and the disruptive potential in AI and climate technology. Meanwhile, security concerns have intensified in the Red Sea region, and Parish Chain, head of Asia Transport Research, has been looking at the implications for the shipping sector. Container spot rates have soared by over 60% since mid-December, and Parrish says rerouting ships from the Suez Canal could tighten capacity in shipping markets. And finally, if you're one of our Asian clients, then you can join our team of economists and strategists at the HSBC Asian Outlook 2024. These in-person seminars are taking place from the 15th to the 18th of January in Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong and Singapore. For more details on how to register, please contact your HSBC sales representative. And to find out more about anything we've talked about on today's podcast, please email askresearch at hsbc.com. So that's it for this edition of the Macro Brief. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us at HSBC Global Viewpoint. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes.